Amen. Before you're seated, turn with me to Malachi. Malachi chapter 3, verse 6. Amen. Good to be here. Amen. Thankful uh, for all God's doing. Thankful for Pastor Wright and his family. Amen. Amen. They're at camp this week. Amen. With a lot of the young people. Amen. So we want to Bishop Wright and Mother Wright are at camp. So amen. Thankful for them. Thankful that they're able to be there. Amen. Pray for the camp. Amen. It was the summer of 1978. I went to a Illinois youth camp. Lost. Confused. And God touched my life. Filled me with the Holy Ghost. Got baptized. Change me at youth camp. Amen. A couple years later, I was at youth camp again. And I saw this girl. We'll leave that alone right there. Amen. So I like, I like youth camp. Good things happen at youth camp. Amen. So keep youth camp in your prayer this week. So... Some guys will get saved and maybe, who knows, God will fix them. Ladies too, you know. Amen. Malachi chapter 3 verse 6, for I am the Lord and I change not. Therefore ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. I am the Lord and I change not. Therefore, ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. And Job chapter 14, verse 14. Job 14 and 14, one verse here as well. And Job said this. If a man die, shall he live again? All the days of my appointed time will I wait till my change come. I'm going to wait, Job said. Lord, we love you and thank you so much for your presence, your mercy, and your grace already in this place tonight, God. I would ask that your anointing would continue to linger. We continue to move in this place, anointing our hearts, our minds, and our spirits that we might receive the word of God. I would ask you to anoint my heart and my mind and my thoughts that I would hear your thoughts and be able to speak what you would speak I give you the praise and the honor for it in Jesus' name. And the church said amen. 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 You can be seated in Jesus' name. From these two passages of Scripture, I really, I just want to preach about one thing. I want to talk about changing. Aren't you excited about that? Changing. In Malachi, God makes a statement that has been on my heart all week. It's really a very profound statement, but I don't know that it's one that we completely always comprehend or keep in mind, if not. God said, I am the Lord, and I never change. He didn't say, I am God, and I seldom change. He didn't say, I am God and I often change. Thank God he didn't say that, right? He didn't say, I am God and usually I don't change. He said, I am God, I am the Lord, and I change not. There's a whole lot of things maybe are not guaranteed in this life. But God said to the sons of Jacob here, I want you to know something. Right now, if this wasn't true, there would be some consuming going on. But I'm God and I don't change. 
he, he was trying to tell him, and I don't want to talk about that, but he was trying to tell him, keep this in mind. Because it's the reason why we're not going someplace else. Because I'm God, and I never change. We live in an ever-changing world. We live in a world that changes faster than we can really keep up with. We ourselves live in a body that's constantly changing. From the time of birth to the time of death, you're always changing. You're either changing this way or you're changing this way. You're either living, you're getting more alive, or like me, not so much. I'm on the down slope. I'm not over the hill. I might be over the cliff. I want to know when, where the hill was. Because hills, you know, they slope. Oh, no. We're talking one of those grades that they, you know, when you're on the highway, you got a downshift for. Always changing. Our bodies are always changing. We see it very much in children. Are you going to think I'm weird? Uh, you probably already think that. <clears throat> My wife's convinced you of that, I'm sure. <clears throat> but when I was growing up, I was confident that I was not changing. I even thought about it. I never changed. I was the same every single day. I looked in the mirror and I was the same as yesterday. And the same as the day before that and the same as the day before that. And then someone would see me and when they say, you've changed. No, I haven't. I'm still this tall and this thin. I used to be short. Anyone ever remember that song, Short People? I know that dates me. Well, when that song came out, I was one of them. Amen. And I, I, I didn't realize it, but I was changing. That's, we, we, we live in a constant changing environment. There's few things in this world or in this life that we can be sure of not changing. I, I happen to work in an industry that changes faster than I can keep up with. It really does. And uh, that's, that's the world we live in. That's, that's our everyday life. We're, we are so accustomed. I know people say, I don't like change. I know people say that, but it's, they don't like big changes. They don't like, they don't like to think they, they're making changes, but we're always changing. Always. So I want to talk about changing. Have you ever, have you ever had someone say, I changed my mind? All the men say amen. Because we all know that's a woman's prerogative to change her mind. Don't know why, but it is. You've had someone say, I changed my mind. Hey, I thought you were going to, I changed my mind. Hey, you said, I, I changed my mind. I was caught, but I changed my mind. You didn't tell, I know, but I changed my mind. Have you ever heard someone say, hopefully you weren't the one, but you've heard someone say, we, we've decided to change direction. That's never a good opening. There's usually something bad coming right there. Okay, am I in the change or am I out of the change? We're changing direction. Am I going or am I getting left behind? But 
You, you, if you've never heard that yourself, you, you know people say that. We've decided to change direction. Actually, my boss kind of said that today. We really ought to think about changing. I don't want to change. I really don't. But changing, it's, it's part of everything we do. James chapter 1 says every good gift and every perfect gift, James 1 and 17, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. James writing here about Jesus, I mean, about God, says there's no variableness or shadow. There's no hint of a turning. There's no, there's no even an idea of change. It's constant. God is a constant God. God is not going to change. You can, you can write it down. You can, you can take it to the bank, as they used to say. God is not going to change. The good things are, the good gifts come down from the Father of lights in whom there is no changing. It's good. I'm, I'm driving that home because it's going to make sense in a minute. He's not going to change. From the creation, from the, the creation of time, I, I want us to understand this. From the very, right now we live in a world that's governed by time. Since that dimension that we call time started, regardless of when it is or when it was, from the moment time began, the minutes began to click away. Ever since time began, God has always been the same. He's not changed at all. Think about that. Think about all of the trees that have grown and died. Think about all of the sunrises and sunsets and you, you go to something like the Grand Canyon. Now, I don't know if God made the Grand Canyon like it is or, or if what they say, water did it. I don't know. I do know that water made it different regardless of how it was when it first showed up. When God made the Grand Canyon for the first time, I don't know if it was there or, or if it was smaller. I don't know any of that, but it's changed. Rocks have changed. Over, over time, wind has changed the shape of stone, but God has not changed. That's important to understand. To some, that's good news. That's even great news. To others, that's bad news. Because we want God to change. There's stability and consistency in knowing that God never changes. It's the stable thing. It's the, it's the focal point, if you will, of my life. It's, it's, it's the thing that I can depend upon. How God views things in our life will never change. How God sees things in our life, it, it doesn't change. God's desire for your life and my life, it doesn't change. What God's desire for you and me, it hasn't changed. The purpose of God in this world never changes. I can hear it. Brother Barr, we got it. We're hearing you. God doesn't change. I got it. Can you move on? I don't know if we really have it. Because I think sometimes we keep thinking God's going to change. 
Sometimes we wish it wasn't true that God didn't change. Because if it's true, if, if what I've hammered and hammered and hammered, if it's really true that God never changes, if that is undeniable fact that God never changes, and we find ourselves in a something's got to change place. You ever been there? You ever been to a place in your life, something's got to change? I, don't, I, 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 I can't go on like this. Something's got to change. Maybe you're there today. Maybe you're at a something's got to change moment in your life. Maybe you find yourself in a place and to and fro, everything's going this way and you, and you say, something's got to change. I can't go on like this. Something's got to change. Well, if something's got to change and God doesn't change, if God not only does not God change, but let me put it this way. God couldn't change if he wanted to. It's not, it's not even that he can't, uh, doesn't change. He can't change. Because he declared he was God. If that song we were singing says he's the Alpha and the Omega. If you're the first and the last, if you're the beginning and the ending, how can you change? You're already that. So if God cannot change, and I'm at a something's got to change place in my life, guess what? Guess what? What must change? If God ain't going to change, what must change? We read what Job said. Job said, I wait Till my change come. Now I know, I know Job right in there. Job said, hey man, when you, when you die, can you live again? All that fun stuff. Job was talking about dying. But he made a pretty profound statement there. He said, I wait for my change to come. If God can't change, if God's not going to change and something needs to change. Now I know you folks, you're not like that. Me, I've been to that place. And I know you've never had this kind of conversation with God. Because you're not like me. You're different. I've said to God, God, something's got to change. And he said, well. Well, what? Come on, man. He's like, well, come on, man. Something's got to change. Job said, I wait for my change to come. My change. I've got to change. There's got to be a change in me. There's got to be a change in me. I mean, we, we think about it. You know what? We, we, we talk about, I know, we talk about, you know, the gospel. And we talk about the good news. And we believe that the, the Bible tells us what Peter said, if you repent of your sins... You repent. We, 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 we believe in repentance, right? Right? We believe in repentance, right? Repentance is a change. A change. You know what? We're constantly repenting. Because we're constantly changing. Because we're not... Let me, let me not get ahead of myself. I want to. Hold on. Something. I'm going to change. Job said, I'm waiting for my change. There needs to be a change. There needs to be something that changes. And it's got to be me. Now, some would say that's not fair. It's not fair that I got to change. What do you mean, God? How come you can't change? How come God doesn't change? How come I got to change? Well, God never changed. God's not the one who changed in the first place. 
You can go throughout the word of God and you'll find places in, in the Bible where there's a separation of God and man. There's a separation of God and man in the Garden of Eden. There's a separation of God and man all through Exodus and Genesis. I mean, you know, through the, 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 the children in the wilderness, all of that. All kinds of changing, separation, separation. God didn't change one time. Every time there was a, a separation, it was man that changed. Man decided, I don't need to do this anymore. I'm going to change my mind. Man said, I changed my mind. God let man know, hey, God, I changed my mind. Hey, God, we've decided to change direction. God said, I ain't going. And to get back to where God was, they had to change. If we're going to become what God wants us to be, we have got to change. Something has got to change in our life. Man is the one that needs to change. And it's as much as God never changes, that's how much we have to continue to change. Because he's that fixed point of reference in our life. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. I love this passage of scripture. Amen. Hopefully now I can make all of that make some kind of sense because some of you are feeling kind of negative at the moment. I don't want you to feel negative. I want you to feel good when you leave here tonight because it's positive what God wants to do in our life. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18 but if we all, with open face, beholding in a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image, from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Listen to that verse. We look into the mirror of the Word of God, and we see the glory of God. Why do we see the glory of God? of God. Now, I know none of you men do this, but some of you ladies can relate. Why do you look in a mirror, ladies, and men that will admit to it? Why do you look in a mirror? Before I came to church today, and you can be thankful, I went into the bathroom, and I looked in the mirror, and my hair was everywhere. Something's got to change. For the Carlos, you didn't have that problem. Thank God. So I looked at the mirror, and I began to make changes so that the image I saw would look better than it started. Maybe still not all that great, but it's better than when it began. We look, you look in a mirror to see what needs to change. If you look in a mirror and you don't change nothing, stop looking in the mirror. Did you look in the mirror? I've asked my children this when they were growing up. Did you look in the mirror before you left? Uh-huh. And that was okay? Don't look in the mirror if you ain't going to make it right. We look in the mirror, we look in the Word of God, and we behold the image of God. For what purpose? Why do we behold the image of God? What does this verse say? Why do we behold the image of God? So that we can be changed into the same image. We see the image of God, we see the glory of God, not so we could say, Oh, isn't God beautiful? Isn't the glory of God so wonderful? No, it's so we can compare our visage, our image to His. And we can begin to allow the things that do not correspond, the things that do not, do not match, can be changed. 
When we see the image, but we've got to look at, we've got to behold, we've got to, to gaze upon the image of the glory of God so that we might be changed from glory to glory. I'm thankful. I'm thankful. I'm so thankful that when I looked in the mirror, and I don't know how God does this. I don't understand how God does this, but this is what he does. I look at the mirror and I see what I see. And I begin to realize things need to change. But he only lets me see what can change right then. There's a whole lot of other things that need to change. So he shows me in the image the thing that's not quite what it needs to be. and, And I allow him to change that. And you know, I'm like, oh, let me go look again. Oh, man. I didn't see that last time. I didn't see that thing over there. Ah, let's go get that fixed. Come back. Uh, that's gone, but now look over there. If he showed it to me all at one time, if I saw, if I saw the, the comparison at the beginning, there would be no hope. There would be no, there would be no chance that I would say there, we're too far apart. But at the same time, I can't look at the the glory of God and fix what needs to be fixed and say, hey, I don't got to look in the mirror no more. You look in the mirror every day, I hope. Just at least make sure your buttons are straight. I know some of you, maybe this never happened to you. But I've gone to work before without looking in the mirror. Because my routine is go in the bathroom, do what I got to get a shower, brush my fangs, comb my hair, and go get dressed. I don't go back in the bathroom once all that's done. I did all the bathroom stuff. I'm going to work. I'm, that's as good as it's going to get. Well, there's been a, and I'm usually awake before my wife is, so sometimes I get dressed in the dark. I've showed up to work before with my shirt on inside out. Did you look in the mirror? Obviously not. There's been a couple times no one told me. The whole day. I'm going around the world with an inside out shirt. I get home and say, what happened to my shirt? Who turned it around? Because surely I didn't look like that all day. Somebody would have told me, hey, dummy, go look in the mirror. But no, let me look stupid. I'm sorry. Shouldn't have said that. I know that's never happened to you. Don't get dressed in the dark. Look in the mirror. That's why we have the mirror, to behold his image. Again, I I want you to understand this. He's our fixed point of reference. He's He's the stability in our life. When things ain't quite, aren't quite right, you're not sure what, what, what's going on, look at the mirror. Behold the image of the glory of God and figure out. Oh, I see what, I, I see that now. My shirt's on inside out. Let's go fix that, God. My hair's not combed. I got something in my mouth that shouldn't be there. Well, leave that alone. Because we fail to look at the mirror, we fail to appreciate two things. The changes that have happened and the changes that need to happen. So often we get in a place and we feel like, just like I did when I was a kid. I'm, I'm, I'm not changing. I'm not getting any better. I'm not, I'm not growing. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. The devil's talking in our ear. Yibby, 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 yibby. I know he don't talk to you. He just talks to me. Sometimes I just got to tell him, shut up. 
Give it a rest. A minute. Give a brother a minute. And then I go look at the mirror. Ha! Come back. Let's talk some more. Come here. Come here. Look. Look. Look at that. Look at this. Huh? Huh? What do you see? Huh? Yeah, what? Sometimes you got to look and say, I am getting better. I'm, I'm getting, I look more like God. I'm not as bad off as I once was. I'm not what I want to be, but I'm not what I used to be. I ain't perfect, but I said, I'm better than I used to be. I'm not supposed to care, compare me to you, but I compare me to me. And sometimes I just got to look at me and say, you know what? You ain't right yet, but you're still better. And let me tell you something. You're a liar. And I ain't listening to you no more because look at that. God's doing something in me. But if you don't look at the image, if you don't compare, if we don't compare ourselves to the image, then we don't know that we're changing. And we don't know that we need to change. Romans chapter 8, verse 29, uh, another good passage of Scripture. I think often we miss this one. For Romans 9, I'm sorry, Romans 8 and 29, for whom he did foreknow, talking about the church really, but for whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate. I know people want to take that Scripture and make something more than what it is. But read the whole thing. What did he predestinate us for? Whom he did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. That he might be the firstborn among many brethren. What did he predestinate us to be? He didn't predestinate us to be saved. He predestined, that's the scripture's now talking about the church is predestined to salvation. That verse is talking about we are predestined to look like him. My favorite verse, if you don't have one and you think I shouldn't have one, pray for me. It doth not yet appear what we shall be. Beloved, now are we the sons of God. But it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But I do know this. I know that when I see him, I will be like him. There's a whole lot of times I struggle and I can say, it doth not yet appear what I shall. I'm not done yet. And this verse says, for those he did foreknow, he predestinated them to be conformed, to be changed, to be changed into the image of his son. We are predestined. We are the designer said, this is what I'm going to do. The designer said, I'm going to make you into this. I'm going to make you into this. God said in the beginning, let us make man. Then the Bible says that God reached into the dust of the earth and he formed man. There's a difference between him saying, let us make man and then him taking the time to form man. God said, let us make man in our image. God is still desiring for you and me to be made in the image of God, but he's taking the time to form us. We are predestined to look like God. The designer decided this is what we're going to appear like. But we've got to allow him to form us. We've got to allow him to change us. Changed into the image. Conformed into the image of the son, the firstborn among many brethren. Let me bring this all up Try to wrap this up if I can. How are we changed? How are we changed? First, we have to admit that we need to change. First, we have to understand, hey, I, I, I got changes that have to happen. God ain't changing. If any changing is going on, it's got to be Jim. God and me had a conversation. He said, nope, it's you, not me. And I got to come to play. All right, I know it's me, God. It's not you. We got to do some changing. So we've, we've got to realize I need to change. And don't let that be negative. 
I've got to change. We, 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 people don't like to admit they need to change. We as people, we don't like to admit we need to change. You know why? Because the world has taught us to admit that we need to change means to admit we are wrong. Just because I realize I need to change, I'm not saying that I'm wrong. What, what God is trying to get me to understand, it's not that I'm wrong. God's just trying to get me to understand there's a better way. I, I, I'm not wrong. I'm just not complete. I'm not wrong. I'm just not finished. There's got to be some changing in my life. I've got to admit that I need to change. There's a better way. There's his way. An always constant way. There was a, there was an artist or a sculptor that was asked a question. He was asked this question and he said, they asked him, they said, how do you take a rock and make it look like a horse? You ever think about that? I mean, nowadays, you know, they got machines that do that for you. But back in the day, go to the museum and you got them statues and those sculptures that, you know, they didn't have no, no CNC machine doing that, that for them. Had a chisel and a hammer. So I asked him, how do you make a horse out of a rock? He said, that's easy. Just knock off everything that don't look like a horse. Hmm. Easy for you to say. God looks at you and me and says, how am I going to make him look like me? That's easy. Just going to knock off everything that don't look like me. Oh, that don't look like me. That's got to go. Nope, that's, that's not God. Oh, that's got to go. And if a stone could talk, it probably would say, while it was being made into a horse, it might say, ouch. It might say, hey, slow down, brother. That's a little big chunk you just took off there. You just... Ease up a little bit. Go work on the other side. This side's hurting. Sometimes I've, I've wanted to say, God, God, I'm done on that side. Can we flip over? This side's toasty. God's going to knock off everything. He's going to, let me, let's read this last passage of scripture. Second Peter. I'll tell you what, if, if, if we would really take this passage of scripture to heart and really allow it to be a part of our lives, it would change who we are. Second Peter chapter 1, verses 5 to 9. And besides this, besides everything else I told you, Peter goes on to say this. And besides this, in chapter 5 of verse 1, besides this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to your virtue knowledge, and to your knowledge temperance. So if I, there's a word there that can be said every time, add to, add to, add to. Okay, it's, it's implied. Add to, your, add to your faith virtue, to your virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness charity. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye may shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of your Lord Jesus Christ, but he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off, and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Peter's telling us that there's things that need to be added to our life. There's things that God wants to add. Add to your faith. Add to your virtue. Add to your temperance. Add to, add to, add to. This walk of God that we are in, this, this life that we have, it's, it's, it's not just a, a, a decision that we made. It's not just something that we started, but it's, it's a journey. It's, it's, it's a, it's, 
us being conformed or like the word of God said into something. But for that to happen, there has to be some things added to our life. And very often to add something, you must first subtract something. Before something can be added, something has to be removed. Last, last, uh, year, uh, I don't, I guess it was last summer, uh, maybe spring, I don't remember now. But last year I, I added some new cabinets to my wife's kitchen. I added some new floor to, uh, the hole downstairs. I added a new sink. I added a new stove. But before I could add those things, I first had to take out and I had to make room for the new in that kitchen. I had to take away some things. God wants to put some new things in your life. He wants to add to my life. He not only says he wants to, but he says to us, we, we need to be able to do the adding. Add to your faith. He didn't, he didn't, that, that passage, Peter's not saying, let God add. He didn't say, let God add to your faith. He didn't say, let God add to your virtue. He said, add. We look at the word of God. We look at the image and see what needs to be added. We look at the glory. Here's the glory. I look in the mirror. Oh, I need some more temperance. I need to add that. For me to add temperance, something's got to go. I need to add some some joy. For me to add some joy in my life, something's got to go. God, how can this thing come out of my life so that joy can be added? Add to. It's, It's a life of addition. But sometimes to add, there has to be some subtracting. Paul said we are to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. Sister Bailey, if you'll come, please. Job said, I wait for my change to come. I can preach about change. I can teach about change. And there needs to be change in my life. But change is not something I can do all by myself. I've got to work with God. I've got to allow God Job said, I wait for my change to come. It's it's me and God. I can't just say, okay, God, change me. Because sometimes for me to change, I've got to allow him to bring me to a place where I can understand I don't need that anymore. Okay, God, we're going to leave that there. We're going to change direction. We're going to repent. We think of repentance, let's be honest. When we think of the word repentance, we think of a negative word. Right? We think of I've, I've done something horrible. I've done something bad. I've made a terrible mistake. And I've got to repent. But repentance doesn't have to be bad. It's a change. I realize God's moving me in another direction, making me more like Him. That's repentance. By just allowing it to happen. I repentance is not just speaking a word I know when we repent and I'm not saying it's wrong I'm just saying it's not all of repentance when we repent we say God forgive me God help me change forgive me of this in my life but sometimes it's just it's still repentance when we just realize you know what I don't need to walk down that path any longer I'm going to walk down this path That's a change of mind, a change of direction. That's repentance. Not a word was spoken. I just allowed the change to happen. 
Will you stand with me tonight? I guess it's morning somewhere, but not here, thank God. It's God and me working together to bring me to a place where I'm conformed. And this is the part that gives me hope. That I'm being conformed into His unchanging image. We live in a world today that what is right, what is beautiful, what is acceptable, what is normal, is always changing. But God doesn't change. I don't have to wake up tomorrow and say, what am I supposed to look like? I just got to look in the mirror of the Word of God. It's going to be the same tomorrow as it was yesterday. We need to allow Him to change us. We need to allow Him to conform us into His image. We need to look at His Word. God is a never-changing God. And we've got to be ever-changing children of God. He is never-changing. We have got to become always changing. Every day, I ought to be a little bit more like God. I've told this story. I've, I've probably told it here. I know I've told it in other places. I was working in, in the church. And we were doing some construction. And I was tearing down a part of a wall with a sledgehammer. And I was using the sledgehammer and probably wasn't using quite right. Didn't quite have my hand where it needed to be. Well, I swung the sledgehammer and it glanced off and my finger hit a, a electrical panel on the wall and laid it wide open. I mean, it just didn't get a little nick. I'm talking ripped it wide open. And I grabbed my finger and I said, thank God. And then all of a sudden, this little voice said to me, that's not what you would have said a couple of years ago. And I was pretty good. I was pretty excited about that. Because I realized I had changed. I was different. I wasn't really happy at the way God had to show me. But I was glad that I knew I had changed. We, we shouldn't look at change as bad. We should be excited that God is making us. God is forming us into His image. Some of you are like me, and I've been trying to allow God to change who I am and what I am since 1978. That's a long time. Some of you look at me and say, really? And you're still like that? I know, I know. It's a, it's a long process. Some of us have been in this changing thing a while. Some of you are new. And your walk with God is so fresh. And, and you maybe you look at people and you look at other people and you say, their life is so put together. I'm going to tell you a little secret. It's really not. But you look at some people and you say, their life's so put together. My life, it's all right. Let God change you. Let God work the process in your life. Don't, 
Don't get all anxious. Don't, don't get all uptight about I'm not changing fast enough. God's the artist. God's the sculptor. And he knows how to make each one of us. He knows when to add and when to subtract. We just got to keep looking at the image. And letting God make the change. Amen. Lord, we love you and we thank you that you're a never-changing God. We're so thankful, God, that we can, with all confidence, look at the Word of God and it plainly declares that you are constant, that you are never moving, never wavering, never changing. You're always who and what you said you are. I need to take confidence in that and allow that to be my anchor, allow that to be my direction, the thing I want to point to and to become. Lord, help us to be more like you. Help us to understand, God, that you're working in each one of our lives. And Lord, tonight, everyone that's in this place, God, I would ask that you would give a fresh desire to behold the glory of God and to say, I want to be like that. That's what I want to look like. That's what I want to be, God. Help me be it, God. Help me be like you. When God, when I find things that aren't what they need to be, not to feel bad, but just say, God, thank you for showing me. Help me. Help me to change. Help me to grow. Because that's your purpose. That's your desire. That's what you want, God. Lord, you are constant. We thank you. We magnify you. God, let this word lodge in our spirits. Let this word come back when it needs to. Remind us of your never changing. Remind us of how you want to make us like you. How you want to make us better. More in your image, God. Finish what you've started. Be the artist and I'll be the clay, God. And I magnify you and I thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Greet one another in Jesus' name. You're dismissed.